Okay, good morning. Uh, today we'll be uh, studying Hilchot Talmud Torah. My name is Jacob Ovadia, and I will be teaching Hilchot uh, Talmud Torah. Hilchot Talmud Torah, translated in English, is the laws of studying Torah. Uh, and we'll start with the introduction to the chapter. Hilchot Talmud Torah, the laws of studying Torah. Yesh bichlalan shetem mitzvot aseh. There are two uh, positive instructions in the Chotamu Torah. The Rishona, the first one, Lilmod Torah, the first one is to study Torah. And we're going to see how that applies. It applies in different ways. Uh, there are two aspects to this mitzvah, which we're going to see later. The first aspect is a father to a son. And the second aspect is someone's own individual obligation to study Torah. The second mitzvah, second positive instruction, is to respect those who teach Torah and those who know Torah. And the clarification or Unfolding of the mitzvot are in the following chapters. Perek Aleph, Kalacha Aleph. Nashim va'avadim peturim mitzamut Torah. Women and slaves are exempt from the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Avad katan, aviv hayav lelamedot Torah. However, a child, male child under the age of 13, his father is obligated to teach him Torah. As it says in Sefer Devarim, and you shall teach them or transmit them, meaning the words of Torah, to your children in order for them to speak them. And a woman is not obligated to teach her son as every person that is obligated to study is obligated to teach. And since women are not obligated to study, they do not have the obligation to teach. A possible um, reason for why Abadim, slaves, are not obligated to study Torah is possibly because slaves don't have control of their own time and a requirement to study Torah is for you to have control of your own time. That was the first aspect of the Mitzvah, that a father is obligated to teach his son. Adam <laughs> 
את בן בנו, שנאמר בהודעתם לבניך ולבני בניך. Just as an individual has the obligation to teach his son, so too he has the obligation to teach his grandson, as the Pasuk states, and you shall teach them, or you shall make known to your sons and to your grandsons. And the obligation is not limited to grandson. Rather, it is a mitzvah, a positive instruction, for every sage in Israel to teach all the students, even though they're not their biological children, or biological sons, rather. As the Pazuk states, and you shall make them these items sharp, or you shall repeat them in your children's mouths. As the sages learned, as it was taught from uh, the Torah Shabbateh, is a term for Torah Shabbateh, or the oral tradition, the oral law. Banecha, your sons, in reference to the Pasuk we quoted early, a moment ago, Banecha elutan midecha, your children, is referring to your students, as a person's students are also called your children, as it says that the students of the Nevi'im, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, regarding the Nevi'im and the Bnei Nevi'im, the Bnei Nevi'im were the students of the Nevi'im. Teaching, to, rather, Torah is compared by the Chachamim to life. So when an individual teaches another person Torah, it's as if he gave birth to them and gave them life. That's why Chachamim make this comparison of children to students. In Ken, Halachat Gimel, Lama Nitztava Al-Beno, so if this is true, why was a person instructed to teach his son, additionally his grandson? Why not just have the instruction for the grandson? To give precedence to his son and to give precedence to his son, to give precedence to his son over his grandson, and to his son, to his grandson, rather to his son, to give precedence to his friend's son. And an individual is obligated to hire somebody to teach his son and he is not obligated to teach his friend's son only uh, for free 
מי שלא לימד אביו חייב ללמד את עצמו כשיכיר. An individual that his father never taught him has the obligation to teach himself when he realizes the fact that his father never taught him and that he has the obligation to study. As the Pasuk in the volume states, and you shall teach them or you shall study them and you shall guard them in order to do them. And you find a similar thing in every, almost every place. That study precedes action. Because study brings a person to action. However, Action itself does not bring a person to study. Halakha He. Haya hu lilmod Torah. Veyesh lo ben lilmod Torah. If an individual has the opportunity to study Torah and he also has a son who has the opportunity to study Torah, this individual takes precedence over his son. He is the priority. However, However, if his son is somebody that is able to distinguish between two different things, Mishon Bina, Mishon Ben Leven, has the ability to distinguish between two different things, the type of intelligence that the sages used. Umaskil is from the word Sechel, or mind, intelligence. If a person has a son that is, has a certain type of understanding, and is able to distinguish between diff different things, and has a certain, and is, intelligent, more intelligent than an individual himself, his son takes precedence over his father. And although a person's son takes precedence, an individual should not uh, waste his time or not study Torah. Just as the mitzvah is incumbent on his son to study, he also has an individual mitzvah instruction to study as well. So just because an individual son takes precedence over him does not mean that this individual should not study. Halakha Vav. Le'olam yilmad adam Torah. Always a person should study Torah and after he should marry a woman. As if a person, because if a person marries a woman before he studies Torah, 
his mind isn't open or available to totally focus on Torah study. However, if a person's instincts or impulses or drives overcome him, However, there is an exception for an individual whose drives overpower him, or, or, and he can't overcome them. And he won't be able to focus on Torah study unless he gets married. So he should get married, and after he should study Torah. Halacha zayin. From when should a father start teaching his son Torah? From when a child begins to speak. A father should teach his son first uh, the following Pasuk. Moshe taught or transmitted to us the Torah. And the sec in the first Pasuk of uh, Shema, which was Shema Israel Adonai Elohenu Adonai Ehad. Now it's very interesting to note why uh, Harambam instructed a person to teach Torah Tzivanu Moshe first. And the possible reason is because without this axiom, without this uh, fundamental idea that Moshe transmitted the Torah to us, Shema does not exist. Another possible reason is that when a person teaches this Pasuk to his son, you're teaching him and you're including him in part of this transmission that is being that he is being taught right now. Halakha Zain. Hayamin Haga Medina Likah Melamed Hatinakot Sakhar. If it was the custom in the city that a person lives in that the teacher would um, be for hire, and an individual would have to pay someone to teach his son, specifically the Melamed Hatinokot, and we're going to see later what uh, that exactly is, but it's the in, teacher who would teach the children um, Torah at a young age. Noten lo secharo, he has to pay, uh, even he has to pay the, the teacher. Hayav Melamedo besachar, ad Torah shebichtav hula, and an individual must continue to pay for this study for his son uh, or even for himself and he must pay for this service until he can read all of Torah Shebikhtav or the written law Halachatet Makom shenehagu lelamed Torah Shebikhtav besachar motar lelamed besachar a place that the custom was to teach the written law for hire, an individual is allowed to teach for hire. However, the oral law, a person is forbidden to teach for hire and is not allowed to ask for money when he teaches Torah Shabbat 
שנאמר, אז את זה, ראה לימדתי אתכם. אז משה רבנו, פרשה, ספר דברים, says about himself, see, I have taught you, מה אני בחינם למדתי, אף אתם בחינם למדתם ממני. Just as I taught you for free, so to, and you also studied and learned from me for free, וכן שתלמדו לדורות בחינם כמו שלימדתי אתכם. So too, when you teach um, your progeny, you shall also teach them for free, just as I taught you. הלכה יוד. לא מצא מי שילמדו בחינם. If an individual cannot find somebody to teach him for free, ילמוד בשכר. Here he's referring to Tarasha Be'alpeh. He should, he should hire somebody to teach him. Shene'emar emet kene, as a pasuk in Mishnah says, acquire or buy truth, referring to the Torah. Yachol lelamed la'aharim besachar, yilmod lomar, ve'al timkor, halamadta she'asur lo lelamed besachar, can he teach others for pay? Uh, rather, you should learn. You shall not sell. Here, from here you can learn that an individual is prohibited from teaching for pay, even though he was taught by his master or his teacher, and he had... To pay. And here we see the different obligation or application of the mitzvah of studying Torah. From, until now, we dealt with an individual's obligation for father to son. And now we're going to show that there is a mitzvah incumbent on every individual to study Torah. Every male from Israel. Hayav b'Talmud Torah is obligated in studying Torah. Ben Ani, Ben Ashir. Both if a person is poor and then if a person is rich. Ben Shalem Begufo, Ben Baal Yisurin. If a person is healthy or wholesome in his body or if he is someone that found, um, that had a difficult life, and trouble found him. Ben Bahur, Ben Shayazakim Gadol Shetashash Hoho, Koho. Even if a person is youth or young, or if a person is old, or very old, and his strength is weak. Even a poor person who goes from door to door asking for money, even a husband who has many, who has a wife and has children. All of these individuals have the obligation to uh, set a time for Torah study, both at night and at, in the day. As the Pasuk says, you shall speak 
about them day and night. So after an individual acquires the basics, the basics, when he go, after he goes to the Melamede Tinakot that we mentioned in the previous halachot, the person still has the obligation to study, despite it not having to be at a, at a, at a teacher, he has to set aside time to study for himself. Halacha Yod Bet. Israel, the greatest of the sages of Israel, there were some of them who were tree cutters. For example, Hillel Hazaken was a tree cutter. And also there were those who were water bearers. And also there were some of them who were blind. For example, Rav Yosef, one of the Amuraim, was blind. And he was one of the greatest and most illustrious Amoraim that we ever had. Despite this, despite the fact that they had, ob ob ab uh, they had uh, employment and they had jobs and they, ha and they were blind, some of them, and physical, they had physical disabilities, despite this fact, they would be immersed in Torah study and they would uh, study Torah both in the day and at night. And they were included in the transmitters of the oral law from Moshe Rabbeinu until Rabashe, part of the 40 generations that we mentioned in the Hakdama. Part of the 40 people were uh, some of these people uh, who had obligations and rigorous uh, uh, jobs and also had physical disabilities. So just because you are busy or your situation isn't the best, you are not exempt from Torah study. Ad ematai hayavid Torah, From when is a person obligated until when, rather, is a person obligated to study Torah? Ad yomoto, until the day of his death. Lest they leave you from your heart all of your days. And you should know also that every time, or all the times that a person is not studying, Torah or immersed in study, he forgets. Halacha, this is the Hayada Shalish at Zaman Dato. Shalish Betrash Bichtav, Ushish Betrash Bealpe, Ushlish Yavin Yaskila Haitabar Mirishito. And a person is obligated to split into thirds the time of his study. One third in the written law, one third in the oral law. And now we're going to talk, of, talk about a unique type of study. Harambam is going to give a name for this method. But a third of his time he, he should spend, spend trying to understand and distinguish and you and a harit davar a conclusion 
from its origins. For example, Harit Davar can refer to the Mishnah, and Mireshito can refer to the Tanakh. How the Tanakh unfolded to be the Mishnah, or another way to put it in terms that we know is Midrash Halakha. Yotzi davar midavar, and extract one thing from another. Vidame davar the davar, or compare one thing to another. Vyadin bahen, and to debate or contend and use the attributes that the Torah was uh, hermeneutically explained. Ad hamidot, until he knows the origins or the fundamentals of these applications or these attributes and how to extract the prohibited and the allowed and other things like these that a person um, learned orally and this type of study is called Talmud, not the Talmud Bavli or Yerushalmi. Rather, Harambam is referring to this specific type of study or this method, and it's extremely rigorous. And it basically, uh, the sages of the Talmud and even Harambam himself use this method in order to compile their works. Halakha. Yod Now Harambam is going to speak about how this application is applied. Hayabal Umanut. An individual uh, had a craft or had a trade or had a job. A person should uh, be immersed in his work for three hours a day. And in the Torah, he should be immersed nine hours. Harambam here is assuming that we're working with a 12-hour day. Otan HaTesha, those nine hours that a person is immersed in Torah, Kore B'Shalosh Mehen, he reads from the oral law for three of them, B'Torah Shebechtav, in the written law. Ushlosha B'Torah Shebe'alpeh, in three hours he should devote to study of the oral law. Ushalosh Mitbonen B'Da'atol Havin Davar Mitavar, and the last third, three hours of the day, person should uh, use or study and understand uh, one thing from another. And he's referring to the method that we just described at the end of Halakha Yod Gimim. And things that were passed are, and Divrei Kabbalah is rather, Divrei Kabbalah is referring to the Nevi'im and Ketuvim. Not things that were passed down. The Rekabala is referring to Nevi'im and Ketuvim. Bichlal Torah Shebikhtavhin are included in Uferushan Bichlal Torah Shebikhtavhin. And their explanation is included in Torah Shebikhtavhin. Additionally, uh, not just the explanation uh, for Torah Shebikhtavhin, for the Rekabala, also the explanation of, of the Torah itself is also uh, included in the category of Torah Shebe'al-Peh. Torah Shebe'al-Peh is just the reading of these 311 characters of 
the Torah. The explanation and unfolding of it is Torah Shabbat. Hanikraot Pardes Bichlal Hatamud. And the ideas or topics that we mentioned before called Pardes in reference to the topics of Masa Bereshit and Masim Merkava. You can see that in Yosadeha Torah, Perek Dalet Halachayodime. These topics are also called Pardes and they are included in the category of Talmud. Halacha Titvav. Bametivarim Amurim. When do we say this three hour split of time uh, is relevant? At the start of a person's study. However, when a person um, adds to his knowledge and becomes great in knowledge, in a person does not have to study Torah Shebikhtav or will always study in study the Torah Shebikhtav or the oral law. Rather, you should study periodically the written law and the Torah Shebikhtav because these things do have an end. There is an end to the Torah Shebikhtav. Once a person masters and completely knows the Torah Shebikhtav and how to recite them, he doesn't have to spend three hours a day going over them, or even um, However, a person, we said, should set up times periodically to study them so that he doesn't forget anything from the words of Torah. And he should devote all of his time and all of his days to Talmud only. According to a person's individual mindset and his um, and, and his uh, broad heart and his mindset again. Halakha Tedzayin. Unfortunately, these following couple of halakhot are misunderstood, um, and we'll try and clarify them uh, right now. Isha. A woman who learned Torah, as we mentioned in the first halakha of the chapter, a woman is not obligated or is exempt from the study of Torah. However, Harambam here in the following two halakhot is going to talk about um, the status of a woman studying Torah, if it should be, should be encouraged, if it not. Um, and we'll see why it was misunderstood. A woman who studied Torah, Yeshla Sakhar does have a merit, a reward. However, her reward is not like the reward of a man because she was not instructed to study. 
אין שכרו כשכר המצווה שעשה, אלא פחות ממנו. And anyone who does something when he wasn't instructed to do, his reward is not like the reward of an individual that was instructed to do it, rather it is a little, it is less. And even though she does have merit when she studies, the sages instructed, the sages instructed that an individual should not actively teach his daughter Torah, because most women, their minds are not directed to be taught or to study. And they will take out the words of Torah to meaningless to a meaningless place to to meaningless words. because their mindset is lacking. We, additionally, we have to remember that in those times, women uh, would be very much immersed in building the house. Shlomo HaMelech says in Mishle, that the intelligence and wiseness of a woman has built her house. In Judaism, we, uh, we have certain roles uh, for both the men and the women. A woman should be um, immersed in building the house, and a man should be the one working. Generally and traditionally, that is how it was. At, in those times, and even today, an, a woman's mind is not, uh, mindset is not dire directed for Torah study. And something we should point out also is Harambam says a person should not actively teach his daughter. Because most women, again, Harambam uh, is not giving us the absolute um, idea, Harambam, and Ju Ju Judaism in general does not deal in terms of absolutes. Rather, he says, Most women, generally, their minds are not uh, ready or set or focused on Torah study. The sages taught and they said, Anyone who actively teaches his daughter Torah, it's as if he taught her uh, meaningless things. But however, again, this is if the father initiates. However, if the daughter initiates and does show interest in study Torah, it would not be, uh, it would not be tiflut. When did Chachamim specifically say that a person is, is teaching his daughter meaningless things? When he teaches her the oral law. However, the written law. A person should not teach her at the outset. However, if he did teach her the written law, 
It is not as if he taught her wasteful things. And it's extremely important that I, we read Harambam carefully here, that this is in reference to Torah Shibbe'ah not Torah Bikhtav. If he teaches her Torah Bikhtav, it is not as if he teaches her meaningless things. Another caveat to this is that if a father teaches his daughter relevant uh, things for her life, obviously an individual should teach his daughter uh, the relevant practical halachot and laws that apply to her uh, so that she can keep the Torah. Additionally, we saw in Hilchot Yesodeh HaTorah, Perik Dalet, Halacha Yod Gimel, that Harambam says that anyone um, has the ability and should study uh, Torah. Um, he says in the last Halacha, Women also have the same ability as men uh, to uh, learn Torah. There's nothing um, from the outset wrong with women or their intelligence. They have the same ability as men. However, generally and traditionally, their role was in the home and arguably more important than that of the man who was out um, who was out in the world. Tomorrow we will study Perik Bet.